0: Hello and welcome to the Filmmaker's Compass podcast. This is Dustin joined by Christian. How's it going? Good, how are you? Very excited for yeah, our that guest. It's a this very week. very peppy intro. I really liked it. Well, thank you. Thank you. I've been doing this for a while. So, hey. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to throw it over to you though. We have a very special guest with us and I'm very excited to get into our stories and some questions on this this new podcast. So, awesome. I'm actually really excited. This week we have a
1: really good friend of mine, Kurt Chatham, who is a super successful producer in uh, this beautiful town we live in called Hollywood. Well, yeah, you wish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. I know it smells hey. like piss. Everywhere. Hey, yeah. He might be so
2: peppy because he's at like nine Red Bulls already, right? Is that what yeah. Something like that. Super peppy. So, all right, super peppy. Super peppy. Fun. Don't touch the table.
0: <laughs> <Right>?
2: <laughs> Podcast 101. Don't touch the tape. So, table. Kurt, anyway, thanks for coming yes. out, man. I really appreciate Fun. it. You
1: have tons of insight from your experience as a producer. Uh, yes. I always think it's kind of funny because you obviously moved cross country.
2: Quite literally from one coast to the other. Yes, yes. yes I did, yeah. Nice. I moved uh, after oh, I grew up in Atlanta. I went to college down in Savannah. Two months after that, hell, less than two months after that, I was on the road. <laughs> I 20. Straight out, went up through Memphis, hit I forty, came across. Because I didn't want to be in Texas for two days, so I just went across the Panhandle <laughs> and came down. Yeah, and it took me took me about two and a half days to drive out, packed up everything in the SUV, and came on out. What inspired the move? Well, I'd always been interested in films. I mean, films are great. Yeah, TV, not so much. Which is interesting because now my latest project is in TV, but <laughs> you know, it's films are films are fun to watch. Of course, yeah. always, you know, and to talk about and just like to quote. I mean, shh. you can throw out this quote. Now I know what a TV dinner feels like. What's that from? Die Hard.
0: Yeah. See, yeah, like, yeah. Quit
2: playing with One your of the dinghy. Best movies ever made, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, like everybody knows the quotes. You can quote things, and everybody yeah. does, and they're just fun. And so, I actually had a friend who I met in Atlanta who lived out here in LA uh, with his wife, and he said, "Hey, come out for the summer and." try it out and i was like oh, okay and 16 years later there it is i'm still trying it out <laughs> 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 and it's funny because that my friend he and i are actually i'm producing a play for him later this year still friends yeah talks that's to to him. 16 yeah. years later he texts me stupid little jokes all the time and you know he's he's, he's, he's a little bit older than i am but he's married and he's got a, he's got a something but you know he's a happy-go-lucky guy and he texts me Stupid quotes all the time or stupid stuff. I'm like, you're such an idiot, dude. You're so funny. <laughs> Right? But yeah, I'm producing a play and we're gonna we're gonna turn the play into a movie. We're gonna shoot the movie at the same time we're doing the play. So nice. oh, it cool. lends itself to being to do that. And we've always you know, we've actually it's kinda interesting, we've never we've worked together on some small stuff, but never on a movie. And he finally just said, Hey man, you wanna do this? And I was like, Hell yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Nice. So very cool. Dude, mm-hmm. exciting. What was
1: the obviously you've done a lot of stuff a lot of short films you've pitched bigger projects yeah. you've you know you did the the pilot for the variety show
2: yeah um, oh yeah yeah yeah. you that did a feature let's yeah. talk a little
1: bit about the feature that you did
2: okay yeah other halves on Amazon by the way Amazon Prime oh, stuff. Right. so check it out on Prime yeah right and I think it's <laughs> pretty
1: cool because you pretty much bootstrap thing that whole oh thing yeah we yourself. did
2: that whole thing I think that we did a feature film and technically a feature film is 90 minutes well it has to be I think 87 minutes or whatever but 90 minutes and um, we did the whole thing for right around $40,000 on phenomenal. location in San wow. Francisco it's crazy phenomenal yeah just a, a friend of mine a good friend of mine was you know we actually had tried bigger budget bigger more ambitious projects than than other halves before we just weren't getting any bites on investors or anything so we just kind of went back to the drawing board and we were like I, I just said to him I was like listen we have to have to think smaller as a producer, you're always having to, like, think of, like, what are your liabilities? Sure. And how can you yeah. manage those liabilities? Yeah. And the, our liability was we just, we weren't known at the time. And so no one was going to give us money. So we were like, well, we had to do this on a shoestring budget, quite literally a shoestring budget for a film. I mean, $40,000 is a lot of money, but when it comes to films, it's right. like, you can Nothing. spend that in, like, yeah. 10 minutes, yeah. you know, if you really wanted to. hmm um, I could probably spend in a minute or less. <clears throat> so we went back to the drawing board, and we were like, "What's our basic story?" And other halves is a psychological thriller. And so we went on like, "Okay, it's going to be a horror film. What's your basic things that you need in a horror film? You need a lot of young, good-looking people. Yeah. If you're going to go, yeah. if it's not going to be a ghost story or anything like that, you need good-looking, young, good-looking people, yeah. right? And you need you need hot girls who are willing to be naked." <laughs> Yeah, that's true. (laughs) And you have to show blood. Seen enough horror films to know both those are true. That's just what it is, right? So we were thinking, okay, did we take this group of kids out into the woods? Okay, yeah, that could be cheap. But then we were like, well, no, it's not really. Because then you're talking about like everything at night, blah, 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 blah. You know, and then we were like, well, what do we do with them? And so my friend, he has, at the time, he had friends... Uh, living in san francisco who owned a business that had the top three floors of a building in downtown san francisco nice. oh wow that was crazy! that's really lucky and yeah well and their business model was it was a school uh, okay. a specialized trade school they were on for six weeks took a week off on for six weeks took a week off right and so my buddy was up there one summer i think it was a summer 20 yeah summer 2014 he was up there shooting like a little like corporate video and you know messing around with them because my friend went to usc film school and he oh, nice. met the three owners at school oh none of them i don't think any of them were in film school but they were just like they were roommates they were all roommates at one time they were all in each other's weddings so they were just great friends right so what i heard
0: is usc film school pays for itself yeah <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into that later. <laughs>
2: And then uh, he was just like, he was there and he was just like looking around and he asked his buddies like, hey, can I come up here with some friends and shoot a film? And they were like, yeah, sure. For us, it was like, well, okay, we're going to take that one, obviously one of the weeks that they are off so we can basically own the property. Nice. Yeah. And, and they were, they said, okay. And they just said, well, you know, just like let us know. And um, so we chose a week. That was several months out and said, okay, let's do it then. And so then my friend, he wrote this script. He adapted. This is the, you know, one of the things you have to do is you have to, again, going back to managing your liabilities. Okay, well, we, now we have the location instead of trying to find like writing a script and finding a location that fits the script we adapt a a trip yeah. to adapt a location sure. that we could get for free so that seems like a really right? smart tip for aspiring film yeah you gotta, you like, gotta find yeah. a way to take what you have and make it work exactly more. what do you have for free or what can you get for stupid cheap and adapt your story to that Yeah. right it doesn't need to be Bruce Wayne and his big mega mansion you know <laughs> yeah right. it can be a guy in his apartment yeah and so you can still make a compelling film for that And so he adapted the screenplay to fit the physical environment that we had for free, right? And so, in one scene, a character comes out of the kitchen, he turns left, and he sees a door. Well, for us, I, as you know, the the the, uh, producer, and I was also the line producer, and I was also the first AD. So, I was doing the schedule (laughs) and everything, yeah, come on, right? I was doing a lot, and then so it was one of those things where it's like. It was great for me because it was like, okay, well, in the script it says the actor comes out of the kitchen, turns left, and sees a door. Well, guess what? That's what the physical location was. The actor came out of the the kitchen and turned left and saw a door. So lucky. Right? It was fantastic. So we adapted our (laughs) screenplay. Well, I mean, we literally just had, like, the kernels of a story. Okay. And then it was like, well, what, you know, like, okay, well, we have this location. What do they do with this location? The location was a computer coding school. Okay, so these are a bunch of computer coding students or computer young computer coders. Okay. Right? Which works in San Francisco, right? Yeah. Like sure. that makes sense. Really? Right. There's a lot of people that work in computer coding out there, right? Yeah. And yeah. so there's a bunch of you know, and then something they're developing this new app and something goes haywire and they all start killing each other. Not only killing, but they all have sex with each other. It's great, you know. <laughs> well, well that's kind <laughs> of you know what I mean? That's kind it of the a horror point. Well, well, yeah, it, it, I mean you gotta right? get people naked, that's right. You have to you know one on one. Yeah. Anyway, you know, it was like, great. And then we were able to find a young cast that was willing to work as locals. It, it was interesting. Like, we said, well, we need to cast everybody local in, in San Francisco because we can't pay for We can't pay for travel. We can't pay for no, diem, We can't pay, yeah. We can't pay, pay anything. Yeah. It, as it turns out, in our entire cast was from L.A., but they all said that they would, you know, work in San Francisco as locals. A lot oh, of them, wow. Yeah, a lot of them had, like, ties to San Francisco or whatever. So, like, some of them had family or they had friends, so they all just stayed up there. <laughs> wow. And it was just like, okay, cool nice That's, and we and they Jeez, were all like it's you. cool yeah. you know and then of course like with the ladies who had to get naked on camera like we told them in the casting session like or when we put out the casting like requires nudity everybody who came in you is, know
0: is that an awkward conversation i mean if, uh, if you're upfront about it I if you're upfront, it's not okay you know,
2: it's just it's one of those things where if you're up like you have to put it in the casting notice that this role requires nudity sure. and if they're uncomfortable with that then you don't move forward that, yeah. That, like, obviously, they won't come in if they're uncomfortable. Now, if they come in and we, you want that particular actor or actress for the role, they say, I won't do nudity, then you either have to have a conversation with them and say, Did you read the casting notice? Because if yeah, you didn't, yeah. then I'm not sure if I really want you for this role anyway. Right. yeah, hey. And if you did, why did you come in if you're not comfortable with nudity, right? And then you have to have just have to have a frank conversation. But I assume so, then that that does happen. Oh, it happens, all, yeah. Yeah, happens where alone. people are yeah. like, Oh, maybe I can just change like, their yeah. mind. Yeah. Or, hey, we had two different ladies get naked on on, on camera, yeah, multiple times. And w- the big one was: if you go watch the movie, you'll see it. It's you know, it's a head to toe shower scene, yeah. And I, I mean, will not... go check that out. Well, oh, I mean, man. they're not. It's not like they're not having sex or anything. It's like you know, they're at their they're you're at the the gym, you okay. know, and and they're you know they're taking shower at the gym, yeah, and they're sitting there talking. And it's like that's one of those things where it's like in that for us looking towards selling the picture because you always have to look at that because you have to remember a movie is very subjective and just because you make a movie and you love the movie doesn't mean people are going to go watch it right and it also doesn't mean people are going to pay to watch it good point which let's face it at the end of the day that's what filmmaking is all about exactly in a sense if you don't want to make movies go make a documentary i mean i'm sorry if you don't want to make money go make a documentary (laughs) there you (laughs) go you know what i mean if you don't if you if you want to make a movie a commercial Mm -hmm. movie for people to watch then you have to think about selling and so for us, that was one of those things where that scene, everything they talked about was very pivotal to the story. We could have had that scene in an office, like in sure. the girl's office, yeah. in her sitting in her chair, the other one sitting across from the desk in, in another chair, and they have this, but that's very boring. Yeah. And in a horror film, again, you have to have nudity. No. Uh, and so the girls were very, they, were, they understood why we were doing it, and they were okay with it. So awesome. I think, let's take a step back here. Sure.
1: Obviously, as a producer... Mm-hmm. there's a lot of roles and responsibilities that fall into your lap and I think there's probably a lot of our listeners because I even know a lot of people in the industry that really don't know exactly kind of uh, what a producer does and where the sort of where the, the, the box that you work within <laughs> is can you kind of give your opinion for filmmakers out there what do they need to know when working with a producer what is a producer's role and kind of um, how can you best use your producer to their full potential
2: right well well Let's just stick with movies because the role of a producer yeah, and television yeah, is a little bit it's, different it's than different. Movies, Right. So in movies, in the more tradition in in the more traditional sense, especially like in, in, in independent films, the producer is not only the lead creative person on the film, they are also the lead business person. Um, I mean and they're to quote a movie, they're the H N I C. <laughs> right? Let's yes. see, we're talking about quoting movies. I mean, they are. They're, they're the person who finds the script in independent world. They will option the script and then they'll wind up having to just buy the script. Now, I mean, that what does that mean? That means they own that product. That's theirs. Then they're going to go out and hire everyone else to do the job. So they're going to hire. They have a creative vision for this movie. They're going to hire if they want punch up so they can either work with the writer where they're acquiring their property from, or they just hire another writer to come in and like, here's my notes, incorporate my notes. Yeah. Is, is that
0: pretty common where mm-hmm. you may purchase a script and then you're mm-hmm. like, Hey, bring happens, in someone else. Happens all and the time. Happens all the time. Rewrite the every whole day.
2: thing. Every day. Happens every day. Okay. Yeah. Happens all the time. Um, And then the producer will bring on a, uh, bring on a director, bring on working with the director, bring on cinematographer, production manager, or a uh, production designer, and then casting and, Everything downstream of that. So, a producer is like the person in charge. They own the product. Now, they'll go and find investors in an independent world, they'll go and find an investor. And if they find someone outside of a studio, you know, or even like the independent arm of a studio, yeah. Um, a lot of times that it just kind of depends on who the investor is, right? If the investor's never invested in movies before. Most of the time, it's like the, the producer will have full creative control. Sure. Yeah. You know, if the investor has invested in movies before or whatever, sometimes they'll say, oh, well, I want to see this or this or blah, 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 <coughs> blah, you know, and then, the you know, they'll have to work with what the money says. Because if the money says do something, you kind of have to do what the money now, says. Okay? I, I think a lot of, especially younger <coughs>
1: filmmakers, get into a lot of how do I want to say creative conflict mm-hmm. with their producers all the time and, and it seems like and not even young people older folks right because I mean, the, are the problem studios. is people who come yeah. to a project from an artistic perspective right want it, it's their baby they want it right. to be solely theirs and your job is to step in and say hey like I'm here to bring you money up front and right. make sure we have a product that we can <coughs> money off of at the end so you're doing right. yeah a director producer, huge yeah. service yeah
2: <laughs> The producer always has to have an eye for selling the product because, again, like I said, it's a commercial venture. You're you're creating a right. product that someone wants you want someone to pay you to watch, mm-hmm. right? So the producer always, from the get go, always has to have an eye for how can I how can I sell this? And if they go to investors, the investors are going to want to know how are you going to make my money back exactly, right? right? And so the biggest thing is you have to manage your liabilities, right? And so you have to work with a the producer has to work with the director, work with the cinematographer, work with the actors, work with everybody to have them work as creative, you know, let them be as free creatively as they can, but then stay within the boundaries of the budget exactly. that they have that they are given. And if you don't have the money to do it. Find it, either you have a couple of options, find a different way to do it that's more creative and cheap, or cut the scene. Yeah, I could
0: imagine, like, you know, let's assume somebody's doing a, you know, a space <laughs> flick, and they're like, you know, the only way we can film this, like, we have to go to the International Space Station. You're right. Like, no. Yeah. Good. No, <laughs> not no you're we're not going gonna to happen. Do you have a billion we're gonna dollars? We're going to have to figure out another right. way. Yeah. billion cut. dollars?
2: Yeah. No, you, you don't have a billion dollars, so you do it in front of a green screen. Yeah, you know, right. so you find an alternative. Right. Oh, it doesn't look like they're floating. It doesn't look like there's no gravity. Okay, well, then you get a wire system. Oh, do you have money for that? No? Okay, then move it from the International Space Station to on Earth, and you don't have to worry about that. Yeah. You know, find <laughs> a different location for the same story, and it'll be much more creative and much more interesting. So is
1: there some advice that you can give to all the directors out there that have the perfect project in mind that they want to work with, and right now they're looking for a producer to bring on board to bring this to life, Yes. What are some things they need to know about how to maximize that relationship and keep it from being so contentious?
2: Well, you got to, the first thing you have to realize. You have to remember, as a director and as a writer, I would even say, or as a writer director, yeah, is filmmaking is collaborative, <laughs> right? That's a good point, and
1: everyone seems to forget that.
2: Even if you're making a documentary, it's still a collaboration because you have a cameraman. If if you're the on-screen host, you have a cameraman following you, right? Right. Yeah. Unless you are the one and only person, you're doing the audio and the video and you're editing it and you're doing the music.
1: And then you end up with the room.
2: And then you end up, right. <laughs> and then you end up, if that's if you're the only person doing everything and you're acting or you're going out there doing a visual project, great. Okay. Do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> but if you're writing a screenplay to tell a story and it has actors and it has locations and it has cars and houses, whatever. Yep. Learned that it's a collaborative thing, and you will have to make compromises. It's that simple.
1: Because it never goes away.
2: It never goes away. And you want to make a movie. It's supposed to be fun. Yes, it's stressful. But at the end of the day, you're not sitting in a cubicle from 9 to 5. Yeah.
1: So, consequently, as as a producer, Mm -hmm. what are some of the... Tips that you employ to keep your because obviously right there's going to be conflict about creative visions right you get creative people together there's always conflict right how do you kind of smooth out the road a little bit and what are some of the tips for just kind of I guess talking directors writers off the edge. Well, I mean, off the edge. (laughs) Fuck it, let him go off
2: the edge. I'll do it myself. Give (laughs) him him the nudge. Right? Uh, Well, okay, if you're working with a first-time director, then you always try and find a strong cinematographer, a strong first AD, and a strong script supervisor. Because those three people working in tandem can help the director. And make sure that the movie gets actually made. Right. Cool. If you have an experienced director, then you can have a new cinematographer or a new first AD. So that's just the way it is, but is somebody's got to bring the experience? Somebody's got to bring yeah. the experience. But working with a first-time director, you always have to realize as a producer that their eyes are bigger than their stomach, right? Mm-hmm. They're kind of in awe. Oh my god, I'm a director now. <laughs> right? Yeah, I can do this. Yeah, I can. Then yeah. they always get crazy. They're like, come on, can you yeah, do can do this, right? Yeah. But it's also Wait, one of those I'm things. In, I'm in over my head, I'm right? And if they're if they're on the edge, it's like, well, you know what? Let's let's get this person. And usually it's like. If they're worried about the the setup of a scene or blah blah anything, if they're worried about anything, you can always find your one of your department heads. Your, either your cinematographer or your if it you know, like if it's not a camera issue it's like, oh that just doesn't look like I can't I can't take this. Okay, well let me call the production designer in or the art director, whomever. Let me call the set dressers in. Let me call someone in from the art department and get them over here and we'll fix the problem. Or if they're like, oh, well, there's a wardrobe like, Okay, let me call the wardrobe department over here. Let's, let's work yeah. together and get through the issue. Because if anybody starts flying all the handles, then, then you're just, then you are literally wasting money because you have crew, locations and equipment sitting sure. there that you've rented that you're yeah. paying for and it's like, what do you Do You're over here throwing a temper tantrum because this one little thing is red instead of blue and oh my God, I can take five minutes to fix it or you're going to sit over there for an hour and bitch and moan and complain. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Which I'm assuming happens a lot. People don't... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it happens all the time. It happens all the time. Yeah. And it's not, not only directors, actors throw temper tantrums too. In some instances, like, I'm, I'm like, when it comes to actors, I'm like, man, you're a fucking actor. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. You know, like, you look good. You got nice clothes on going act yeah right <laughs> like shut up but then it's also like well you know i chose this person for a reason so it's like i want them to like feel comfortable blah 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 well you know getting back to directors is, as a producer you have to also know where your leverage lies okay you know yes and and you have to know what's best for the film not only from a visual creative standpoint but also from a budget standpoint because you don't want to go over budget well yeah today um, because then you won't be able to afford tomorrow and, right and budgeting
1: is a huge part of it what you do. <laughs> Massive part. How do you do it? I mean, (laughs) I feel like sometimes people, you know, they're like, I have fun to film. I'm just going to make up a number and work backwards. You want the
2: short answer? Yeah, give it to me. Copy and paste from another budget. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding.
1: Uh, I mean, it it is just. I mean, is a lot of it just based off of experience? You're like, cool. I know I could get horses for this much. I know I could do it. A lot of it
2: is years of experience just knowing what what rates you can get it, you know, you can provide people. Have you ever Uh, had to get horses? uh, Yeah. Uh, how did that like do you have a horse guy uh, yeah well actually (laughs) there there are yeah there there are people out there that they have animals horses are obviously a little bit more involved than let's say a dog yeah uh, or a bird i did this one film this short film, and it required a bird. And so I researched, and there's a bunch of different firms out there, and they're they're basically agents for animals. And they just wow. you know? offer you, like, training birds for well, they like, a they day rate or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, it was one of those things where, you know, you just have to call them up and say, I need a bird to do this, 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 and this. And they say, okay, well, we'll get back to you. And they call you back with an estimate. And then they tell you, or they email you your estimate, and they tell you why they it's going to cost that amount of money, and blah, blah, blah. So I was doing this one short film one time, <laughs> And it required a bird, and the budget for the film was fifteen thousand dollars, and the directors really wanted a bird. Okay, because the movie was about two little people chasing two little kids chasing a bird. I feel like I've seen this movie. Kurt. Yeah, I think you have seen this movie. <laughs> yeah. I think you've seen this movie. <laughs> yeah, I've seen it. And the bird, I got estimates for the bird, and the bird was going to cost ten ten thousand dollars. No way. Yeah. Well, okay. So, but ten, I'm assuming ten that ten the directors others. were
1: dead set on. Going with that bird, right?
2: (laughs) Well, I mean, they wanted a bird, and I went up to him, him and and you know, here's, and so this is where, whenever I was talking about, like, leverage comes into play, I walked up to him and said, it's going to cost you $10,000 for a bird, so do you want the bird, or do you want everything else? (laughs) And they were like, um, can we do it in post? And I was like, let me make some phone calls. Sure enough, we put the bird in post. Nice. I hate saying, fuck it, we'll do it in post, but in that instance... It cost me a thousand dollars for the bird in post as opposed yeah. to ten thousand dollars. I would love to do everything you, practical. But you yeah, at the end sometimes because practical be, looks better. Yeah. Right? Sure. But at the end of the day, you, you gotta can't. pay for it. But yeah. So it's yeah, you just gotta do your research. When it comes to budgeting, a lot of the stuff is just like, you know, you know, I've worked with these guys before, and this is what his rate is, this is what he cut me on that deal blah 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 and then so for instance I'm, I'm currently working on a budget for uh, this writer director or writer he doesn't want to direct it but he, he wrote it and he wants to he wants to produce it he asked me to produce it with him and he asked me to do a budget it takes place in Haiti yes there's an opening opening scene in Haiti a flashback and then cut to Los Angeles there's a scene in Los Angeles and then everything is back in Haiti right okay so how do you budget for that? Well you have to break down for, I mean the, the first thing you do is break down the script for characters locations prop sets wardrobe things like that do you need cars what are, what are all the things that are in this group that you're going to see on screen that you have to budget for yeah right yeah so actors you know the characters the actors the, the location the different locations are there going to be cars you have to put the cars in there blah 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 then you have to figure out okay well how am i going to get everybody there so Jeez. if you're in los angeles then everybody is like just they, from home and they show up on set right yeah but we're going to go to haiti right so then i have to factor in. Plane tickets for everyone, hotel for everyone, per diem for everyone. And when you get to per diem, you get even screw down into further into it's one rate for the days that they're working and a different rate for their days off. Yeah. Hmm. Right? Yeah. So you just, and then, and then so how do I do that? Well, then I go and research. Well, how much would it cost me to fly from Los Angeles to Haiti? Well, there's there's a cost of a plane ticket right there. Round trip ticket times everyone who's going. Pretty right? expensive. How much is a hotel? Well, how long do you need people there? Well, then you have to look at your budget I mean, uh, you have to look at your script, estimate as a producer how many many days days you think it's going to take you to film it, right? And so we estimated 25 days on this of filming, right? Yeah. Which breaks down into five weeks shooting five days a week. Yeah. But then you also have to remember, well, they're not only going to be there for 25 days. They're also going to be there for those weekends. So you have to add in that, right? So then you go and look at how much would a hotel room cost you, you know, and then you just... Hotel room per person. You add all that in. Right? Yeah. You add in the Sounds changes. Like then you gotta then you gotta worry about okay, how much money can I put, you know, towards locations, permitting for locations, where am I gonna get my camera? Where am I gonna get my, my lighting equipment? All that stuff. Where am I gonna get my catering? from where are these people going to go to the bathroom on set yeah and i assume yeah. that's one of
1: the challenges especially when it's you're traveling challenge. to film oh, take, yeah are you taking traveling. local crews are you yep. bringing a crew with you yeah
2: like. that was what and and the thing is like going to haiti there's there's a small film school there but it's not huge yeah so most of your main characters the actors are going to come from la new york or you know atlanta you know somewhere they're not going to come from haiti but some of your downstream supporting character might come from haiti sure your crew your department heads and your key people in each department probably going to come from los angeles or atlanta right which means you gotta you gotta fly them there you gotta house them but some of your downstream like the assistants you know the production assistants hire the there. wardrobe assistants the location wow. ma- i managers. mean how do
0: you even when you're in haiti how do you even find people like that like do they even have like craigslist
2: stuff? you have to have a local you have okay. to have a local so you either you're gonna hire like a uh like will we'll hire a line producer to come with us but then we'll hire a local production manager gotcha. who has okay. that makes the, sense. Who the has ties the, to the Who has the ties to the community right. and okay. no can get the
1: stuff. It sounds like one of the things you really have to be comfortable with as a producer is being the bad guy. Oh, yeah. And saying no. You have to... You have and to, cutting you have people to, loose. You and, cannot feel bad about saying no. Do you just have to be comfortable in that role when you say, I want to be a producer, so I realize that sometimes I got to be a hard ass? Mm-hmm. Or is it kind of something that you grow into? What's kind of been your experience
2: it's a little bit of both for me it's always been easy to say no you can't afford that yeah but then I've had, i have had know other producers who like they have a very hard time saying no and they they don't like confrontation it's like well you can't look at it as a confrontation it's you have to look at it as you're presenting the realities of the situation so let's take a famous example so in the movie jaws right yes right. everybody knows that steven spielberg wanted to see more of the shark right yes, yes. but they were having such mechanical issues with the shark if they had delayed production to fix the shark, it would have yeah. cost them a lot of money. But then the producer's like, you just can't have the shark. You gotta work around it. It's not working. You gotta work around it. It made a better film. It worked out really it scares well. the shit out of people when you don't right. see the yeah. shark, right? Yeah. And that that that's so that's what a producer has to do. You just have to say no, it's not working out. We can't do that. So yeah, it's for me, it's always been easy to say no. I'm not saying I love to say no, but it's very easy for me to like, no, you can't afford that. I'm sorry, but to find a different way. But see, that's also the fun about being a producer is somebody comes up to you and they're used to doing it one way. And you and then you're like, Well, we can't afford that. No, you can't do that. So then you get to work with them and be creative, which is what everybody wants to do, because again, you're Find making a film. Ways of doing you're so. supposed to have fun. so well, then, then you get to be creative with someone.
0: I feel like too, that's where those, you know, great behind the scenes yes. stories come from right. is those moments where, right. you know, they're like, Hey, I always remember watching behind the scenes for I think it was Raiders of the Lost Ark mm-hmm. and this guy, it was a, I was a—I don't know if he was the, you know, executive producer, but he's like, Steven Spielberg said we needed more real snakes, and he's like, so I just started calling snake wranglers right all around the world, and we right. flew in seven thousand
2: snakes. Yeah. snakes or something. Well, it's easy to do that when you got a lot of money, right? But, but it, yeah, it was but just yeah, one of those weird thing. scenarios
0: yeah. where it was like whatever they were doing wasn't working, cool. and you end up with that like great. You,
1: told, you told me a great example of you doing this when you you had your shoot in the desert and you needed a, to get a car up on a trailer.
2: Oh, right. Yeah, so this one I recently did. Yeah, and we were in, uh, outside of Las Vegas. The story was about a father and son going cross-country road trip in their family big rig and they had a classic car in the back of the truck. And unfortunately, for whatever reason, the ramp that was chosen to get to, to be shown on camera, as in it's part of the story, to get the car on and off the trailer... Was this huge 7,000 pound ramp that needed two forklifts to be moved? Right? <laughs> Not very practical. And our director saw it and he's like, yeah, that looks great. And then I'm looking at him like, no, that looks like shit. And they're like, why? I'm like, because it's 7,000 pounds and it takes two forklifts to move. What makes you think that these two guys that are traveling cross country have this A on their trailer and B can move it by hand? Well,
1: and C, it was going to be expensive to shoot. And it was going to be like
2: $1,200 just to get them to deliver it. And like, I think at the end of the day, it's probably going to cost us somewhere around two grand. So I'm there with, you know, I was a line producer. I was their production manager, whatever you want to call it. And uh, I was sitting there with my production coordinator. I was like, we need to find just some basic car ramps. And we were filming at a truck stop. And so we just started walking around and asking people if they had ramps. And sure enough, we found a guy that had a couple of ramps, uh, you know, just like those movable ramps, you know, yeah. that you see to go up on yeah. the back of a back of a truck or whatever. they are like, can we rent those from you for a hundred bucks? And he was like, yeah, sure,
0: <laughs> right. Um. You know. we, we
2: set up the camera. The car was in front, you know, on the on the ground behind the big rig. The doors were open and we put the ramps there. We're like, look, isn't that beautiful? Isn't that what you asked for? And they were all like, oh, my God, this is great. And this is it. So, yeah. You saved $2, <laughs> we
1: saved almost 2000 We saved almost $2,000.
2: And not only that, they were not only did we save almost $2,000, but it was also one of those things where we actually got the look that the that the director actually wanted. Yeah, yeah. In a practical sense, like because those ramps weren't actually made for the trailer of the big rig, they were made for a different trailer, a low boy trailer, or a lower lower trailer, we couldn't use, we couldn't show the car on those ramps. But we had to show the car on the big rig, on the back in the trailer. So what do we do? We call a tow truck driver with a flatbed tow truck and we put the car on the the flatbed and then we back the flatbed up to the back of the trailer, drove the car into the trailer, (laughs) moved the truck, Mo- Move the uh, the wrecker. Did the scene? Pulled the pulled the tow truck back up. Put the car on the tow truck and put it back on the ground. Nice. That cost us about two hundred and thirty dollars. So all told, that whole. Thing so cost me five hundred bucks. Less something? than that, three hundred fifty bucks. Nice, you know. And it probably and took you less time because it took to us less time. Forklifts. We didn't have to worry. We didn't have to worry about forklifts moving anything around, and it looked better. I
0: assume even you start getting into the the nitty gritty, and you need forklifts. You're <laughs> going to need somebody who's certified to yeah. drive a forklift. Yeah. You're going to have to, you know, yeah. you can't be you, you transporting forklifts out it. to the desert. You got to have yeah.
2: you got to have someone who can drive it. So, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and not only that though, it was that this movie was in a big rig. Yeah. Well, the actor doesn't have a commercial driver's license so we had to hire a bigger driver and hire a guy yeah. had a commercial driver's license yeah. we had to pay him through the nose but yeah. i loved
0: it
1: so oh, he had a great time <laughs> obviously
2: another important
1: task that you have to do mm-hmm. is go to investors mm-hmm. occasionally and ask for more money i feel like most people have enough problems asking their family and their friends to help them. right how do you go to an investor and say hey this is the situation we need a little bit more
2: you just have to have all your ducks in a row you have to know why you need the more more money and if it's, well, because we, you know, we wanted T-Bone steaks every day for lunch, the investor's going to go tell you to pound Sam. You wasted my money. No, you can't have any more. Right. But if you, like we did on other hams, we actually wound up having to go back and get a little bit more money. Not much. A little bit more cash uh, from one of our investors. And he's a very nice man. He was like, he's like, I could, he's like, I knew this was coming. He said it straight up. He's like, cause he's, he actually has produced films himself. And he said, I saw it coming. He's like, I was just waiting on the day. I was like, well, you know, we, we tried. It's today. <laughs> yeah, it's today. And we wound up, We only asked him for like a couple thousand dollars more. It wasn't, like I said, we did the whole movie for around $40,000 anyway. Yeah. His initial investment was right at 10000 and we asked him for a little bit more and, and he said, sure. But it was one of those things where his, we showed him our cost report up to that point, what we had spent the money on and everything was super lean. And then we showed him the footage and it was one of those things where... He and then we showed him what we needed, the, told him what we needed the money for and, and why we needed it. It was one of those things where we hadn't really anticipated the need. Gotcha. And that just comes from a, honestly, a it comes from a lack of experience. We hadn't anticipated, but it was also one of those things where. On other halves, uh, because we were on a shoestring budget, we had we were using a, a Blackmagic camera, nice. and we had four Blackmagic cameras, and they were all. One of them belonged to our director. One of them belonged to our cinematographer. Another one belonged to. I think the other two belonged to the camera team. Okay. Okay. Right? And so at one point we had we had to kind of like make it as a play, like all the actors are there. It, just and rolling four cameras, and four cameras, yeah. And yeah. just Set up and run. And we weren't like we didn't do like a master shot and then punch in for each of them because there were six actors and we're like this is a big scene and we don't have, we don't have all day to do this, so we got to do it. So we told them as soon as you as soon as you, we say act, you're on camera. And so we had four cameras going, and wow. so we had to like match the color from all four cameras. Actors. It's hard to do oh, that on set. You know? yeah, yeah. So it's like things like that that we had to work. And most of the time when you're asking for money, it's in post. When you're asking for more money on an independent film, it's in post-production. A lot of that comes from people forgetting that production is only one aspect of it. (laughs) You have to pay for post. Yeah. Right? Right you have to pay for post production and then everybody forgets that the editor is not the only entity in post production that I th- that seems like a common theme that's a that's a experience experience you have filmmakers. yeah you have to remember music you have to remember sound which are not the same thing either not the same thing you can remember color correction yeah you have to remember visual effects all these different things that you right. have, that people are like oh we're just well, just hand it to the editor and a month later <laughs> there's like i, I don't have to have to anymore. right exactly <laughs> And so for us, I think if I remember correctly, and this was four years ago, if I remember correctly, this was a a coloring issue and we wanted a little bit better music than what we had gotten. Mm -hmm. But our executive, our investor was, you know, he was very nice and said, sure. But yeah, you do have to go back and ask for money. And it's just like, you have to know what you've already spent your money on and why why did you not anticipate this extra expense? What is it that you did not anticipate?
1: If you're talking to investors, Mm -hmm. you have to be able to make a case. For what? Or or how you your spend your money, money and yeah. how you're going to spend the rest.
2: Yeah. That makes sense. They don't like writing blank checks. I don't think they they, they hate, hate writing blank checks. Blank. <laughs> and they're not politicians. So it's, you know, it's like <laughs> one of those things where are like, how are you going to make my money back? And yeah. what I'm
0: hearing too is it's not so much about the artistic vision, right? That's a that's a piece of the puzzle when you're mm-hmm. pitching. But ultimately, it's more about accountability and being able to show them yeah. that this is
2: well, I, it's interesting you you bring that up because I've pitched to people who are all about the money. They don't they don't care about the script. They don't care about anything else. They're like, okay, give me the basic idea. How are you going to make my money back, right? Gotcha. And so
1: do you do you make a case? You say, well, this film is like you X have y to compare and it to
2: and all to these films yeah. make X amount of money. Yeah. We think we can do the same thing. Yeah, you have to compare it to other films.
0: So you right? do like the old the old mashup. You're like, this is The yes. Office meets Apocalypse
2: Now. In a sense, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd love to see that. But yeah, you do. You have to. You have to do it in such a way that it's like this movie is compared to this, this, and this. Okay. Right, and then this movie, and this movie, and this movie. You have to. You have to do your research when you're doing it. Like, how much did they spend on those movies? Right, right, and then you have to go and look how much of those movies make. At least how much do they make? Well, and I see you have to
1: take into consideration when the movie was
2: made, right? Well, there's that too. Yeah, you also have to put. I mean, you're not going to go like if you're trying to make a horror movie today, you're not going to go and look at movies from 1980s. You're not going to go course. and look at like old. Can't like, go
1: compare it to the original Halloween.
2: <laughs> no, you can't do that. You can't. I mean, yeah, you can't even compare it to um, the found Blair Witch Project. Blair Witch. Blair Wish. Okay. You can't even compare it to that. Blair Witch is you know like 20, 20 years, years ago. ago. You have to compare it to movies made within the last five. Years 10 years if you're making horror okay i mean that makes sense because yeah. i mean
0: costs are just going to change as costs are going to change advanced. but it's also advanced.
2: taste changes especially in horror films like point. horror That's films are very point. cyclical yeah. like now it's like ghosts and supernatural but then tomorrow it could be saw right which is gore porn and then it could go to like a scream type stuff you know it could yeah. like there's different so many different sub genres in horror right that you cannot compare you have to, to know years kind ago. of what the audiences is what the audience is looking for now and compare it to movies that have recently been made. See what they, how much they spent, how much they made, what's the return on investment, and then tell your investor, like, okay, this is what they did, and we're going to not necessarily go exactly the way we did Yeah, we're, we're not going to mirror gonna, it, but it's a, guide. Yeah, it's a guide. Yeah, it's a guide. So,
1: I guess my next question is this, Kurt. Mm-hmm. What advice do you have for... People who want to become producers, mm-hmm. how do you get into it? Any any advice on if if I'm living in Oklahoma City right now and my all goal right. is to be a producer in Los Angeles? How, how would I
2: even get started? Have a rich uncle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, okay, other okay. than, than I mean, knowing somebody rich, which <laughs> is the okay. easy way to do any. You had, like as a producer, like you know, some people. I didn't go to film school, so for me, I had to do all the different jobs on set. I was a PA. You know, as a second AD, as a first AD, I worked as a location manager. You know, I worked in the grip and electric department. I worked as a wardrobe assistant, whatnot. But you got you good know? practical experience yeah. in all aspects. In all aspects of it. Yeah, and then I also worked in post production. Uh, so uh, to be a good producer, you kind of have to learn all the jobs, the physical jobs that make the movie happen. But then you also have to to work on your creative side as well. You know, because you have to learn learn how to find a script that, you, that is good. Not only good from like, oh my God, this is such a great story, but also like commercially viable. Right. How, yeah, how you
0: know? yeah. where does this fit in the market?
2: Right. And then, and then you have to practice like giving notes and making it better and things like that. And you have to, you know, you have to, a lot of it is like people skills too. If you're a loner, you're never going to be a producer. If you hmm. don't like talking to people, you're not going to be a producer. I mean it's I hate this because you have to build relationships you have to build relationships you have to talk to people yeah if you don't talk to people you're never going to be a producer unless you have all the money in the world and you can do whatever you want right and that's never the case and that's never the case unless you're Jeff
1: Bezos (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which, you know. so jeff bezos has some good notes on uh you listen to kurt if you want to
2: become a good producer here yeah right go go start amazon and 20 years later you can you can make, make whatever, whatever you want right <laughs> but no you it you know it's starting be mindful of the fact that everybody else is working for you because you're a producer they all you know you're signing the front of the check not the back of the check yeah you know what i mean yeah And so that's a huge responsibility and know what other people are doing and appreciate what they're doing, but then also be the good leader, be the good, effective leader and, you know, shepherd the project through to the completion.
1: Okay, my final question before we start sure. talking about what we love, which is movies. yeah, The film school thing. Uh, do you find you're at a big advantage not going, or do you think it gave you practical skills that a lot of other people in the industry don't have? I what, would, what do you think? I assume it's a little bit of Yeah, I was
2: going to say, honestly, it's a little bit of both. From a practical production standpoint, film school is a waste of time. Yeah. In my mind, simply because, yes, you get the experience of making the movie. Right? Yes. But they don't really give you real world experience. Mm-hmm. Because if you go and try and get a permit, oh, you're a film school. Okay. Here you can get a permit for a yeah. Like the permitting office, especially here in your life, streamlines it for films. The casting. Most of the time the school has already set up a pool of actors that you can go through. Yeah. Or you just say, we're a film school. And so people are like, you know, you know what caliber actor yeah. you're going to get. A lot of times, most of the time, the film school has the equipment for you. The cameras. Good point. The lighting equipment the sandbags and there's a whole stands. group of
1: people that are willing to make movies with you
2: right and you already had your all of your classmates are required to work on your film yeah for free yeah so you're and so like your main you're like maybe your basic bi- biggest expense is is going to be your lenses <laughs> yeah. let me go rent some extra lenses right because your yeah. cinematographer really wants these these types of lenses <laughs> as opposed to those types of lenses that the school <laughs> provides and oh my god if we spend twelve thousand dollars on this then it's going to be so great it's like, fuck you, dude. It will not. But whatever. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> not 12000 Maybe 1200 But whatever. But so from a purely practical real-world experience, film school is a waste of time. Gotcha. However, that being said, film school is also a great asset if you pay attention to what's going on. Because you can learn. If you want to be a writer, if you want to be a director, go to film school. Because... You need to know the theory, the history of making films, and it gives you, you know, it gives you a lot of time to hone your creative abilities. Sure. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And then, but then you also build relationships. A lot of you know, and like, if you want to be a producer, I don't know, man. It's that's maybe I don't know. I'm getting the vibe. here. like,
0: just start making movies. A lot of times, just go make it. Get just prove it. Be yes. done with
2: it. You know, just go make it. Yes, okay. I made a film. Uh, but, I, you know, film school, it can be... It's one of those things where it can also be helpful for, for aspiring producers. Not if you want to make a movie right now. Okay. Right? Because, like, I have a, I have a good buddy who I'm working with on a project. He went to film school. He went to a very prestigious, very famous film school. Not in Southern California. And he moved out to L.A. and got a job as a producer's assistant. I'm not going to say I can guarantee it's because he went to film school. But I can say that... Going to film school probably helps a lot gotcha. in him getting gotcha. that job, sure. right? Gotcha. So going to film school—if you want to be an aspiring—if you're an aspiring producer, you know, going to film school can help you get in the door at agents, agencies, or production houses to be the you know the producer's assistant, the agent's assistant, which sure. then you can move into being a producer's assistant. It can help you with that, yeah, at, with the business aspect of it, get, getting your foot in the door. I you know found it hard getting into that aspect of the industry because I didn't go to film school, sure, and I just didn't know anybody. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so by the time I found out, oh, shit, I should have gone and worked in the mailroom, it was already (laughs) 10 years too late. And I was like, I'm not (laughs) going to work in the mailroom and work my way up. You know, it's like, well, screw it. I'll just do this instead. Yeah. And so, but that's the other thing is there's a lot of, like, my buddy who I work with, and I love him, hang out with him a lot, and we got a big project going. He, when it comes to budgeting, he only knows, like, high level budgeting. He can't drill down into, because he hasn't done the. Because he hasn't done it, like he straight up told boots. me when yeah. we started when we went, when we started on this path. He's like, when it comes to budget, dude, he's like, I'm gonna rely on you. Like, you're gonna have to like look at that budget and let me know if it's if it's doable or not. And I said, okay, and then I. But then I said the same thing to him because he's had years and years and years of experience of giving notes and being the creative producer. Sure. And I said to him, well, I'm gonna have to rely on you kind of heavily for the creative aspect of it, you know, and like you and I will bounce ideas off of it uh, off of each other but most of the creative stuff is going to come from you. And he's like, yeah, no, I get it. It's fine. Form <laughs> that relationship, yeah. Yeah, form relationships. No, so the big takeaways as a producer, be a people person, form relationships, manage your liabilities, and know what your leverage is. Boom. There you get go. It, to get it done. There you go. That was film school in, yeah. in four books. <laughs> all, right. all right. Now, <laughs> all right. let's do it. Let's talk about... What do want to talk about? Let's talk about some movies. The greatest movie of all time. Go. Dustin, what is it?
0: uh i mean my favorite movie is just star wars oh okay all right I mean, well
2: fine
1: dustin and i
0: talk about movies all the time so i want to know, I wanna know what, your wait, what do
2: you think is the
1: greatest movie of all time yeah no, that's my favorite greatest movie of all time that that really depends on what my mood is man all all right. my mood is always star
2: wars so well right. we know that everybody knows <laughs> that I <love> you, <laughs> right Aren't okay. you gonna ask me yeah, what's the greatest movie of all time? Roadhouse. Are you kidding? Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's not Roadhouse. I'm kidding. It's not. Well, <laughs> it's similarly, not. what's a movie you could watch over and over? A we'll movie just, I could watch over we'll and over. We'll do a rundown. I mean, terribly. Of I, could, I, could, I, could, I could watch Roadhouse over and over again. That's, I, it's I, kind I, of one of those movies. Not, not, not on a loop, but yes, I could. A movie I could watch over okay. and over. Tommy Boy. Oh, there you go. That's a classic. Yeah, yeah. Classic. Classic. Great movie. Now,
1: what's a movie that you would watch on a first date with someone? Gone with the Wind. Seriously?
0: Wow okay that's just yeah, long like, because it's romantic or, or like yeah,
2: oh. it's a great movie okay, okay. maybe not alright <laughs> I'm
0: saying it's like, like you know the litmus test to I mean be my like, mom hey, would no, say no, it's okay. a great movie no yeah, right. like, yeah. no no if no. you can okay. watch Gone with the Wind like
2: we're a they match. We get yeah. no no uh, no okay. <laughs> maybe, okay maybe not Gone with the Wind it's not a bad movie I'm just like it's just not a date like material Silence of the Lambs how about that oh there you go <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I Kurt likes giving women the wrong, wrong okay. impression. <laughs> I, I, you know, I don't know. I, what what movie on a first date? I don't know, man. I, oh, that's I don't funny. know. You know what? I would probably say, I would say probably like a comedy. Okay. Ooh, Get Smart. Was okay. Takerville? Okay. That yeah. would be a good first date movie. Okay. Because it's funny, but there's some romance involved, you know, but it's, like, like goofy. It's got know. the rock. Yeah. It lets you have fun. Yeah, the rock's in it. <laughs> Super bad. Like, Okay. Some eye candy, yeah. Right. What's the scariest movie you've ever seen? Silence of the Lambs. Easy. Okay. Scariest person. scariest Scariest villain ever. I mean, that guy is, he's, you know, Hannibal Lecter is one of the smartest, clearly one of the smartest guys ever, and he's so, you know, you never know what he's thinking, and he's just so crafty. Well, and the way
0: know. the movie's done, you know, it, it really... So you you have that dynamic between the two characters, but mm. he's he's actually as an audience member. I mean, he's in your head.
2: Yes. Yeah. That's the yeah. that's yeah. the yeah. catch yeah. is yeah.
0: where you're like, wow. Uh, yeah. I'm wondering what he's thinking. Mm-hmm. You know, as a third party, and of you're the like, what work. is what is he gonna
2: do? Yeah. Right. And the the end scene when he hangs it when he, you know like when he just drops the phone. Yeah. You know, like when he's on the island watching uh, or following Doctor Chilton, it's like. Yeah how the hell did he get there, right? And, like, how did, how did he track this man down? Yeah. Right? And then he just leaves the phone hanging. He's just like, oh, my God, you're... Like, yeah. You're right. As a, as
1: a horror force, he is so he's, he's, superior It's... To it's, so, so <laughs> it's yeah, it's,
2: it's... To me, that's scarier than, than the Saw movies. That's or, just like, a ghost porn. or something. Yeah, yeah the ghost know, movies the are just, Shining's like... The Shining's pretty scary. Yeah, the Shining. Well, the Shining's scary, but that's, like, a psychological thriller, you know? Yeah. But it's, like, you know, which is, you know, Silence of the Lambs is kind of a psychological thriller. Right. thriller True. You know? Yeah. And Darth Vader's not that scary. He, he's not
0: that scary in a horror sense.
2: Right. <laughs> but, I mean, I wouldn't like to
0: encounter him. No, of course not.
1: Myself. Right. What is your favorite movie? Gone with the Wind. Really? Yeah. All right. Okay. I mean, I'm from Atlanta. I'm from the so, South.
0: Okay, a, that, that actually be, makes the first date. Well, that makes movie.
1: a little more <laughs> sense. It a little more sense okay. I was just like, no. that's a heavy movie. But right. Okay, okay. Again, It is a heavy movie. It it it's classic. It's, a, it's One of the best movies ever made. Yeah, it's. I love that movie. It's Transform Cinema. What's the most provoking thought-provoking movie that you've ever seen? Ooh.
2: Holy Lord in heaven. That trips your mind. I mean, I was thinking about this because you emailed me these questions earlier. The most thought-provoking yeah. movie? You know, I don't know.
0: I always... You know, for the me, best. something that always stands out was that... Uh, have you ever seen Memento? Yeah. I don't know why. It, the, the structure of the movie... It just always gets me thinking, obviously, there's a lot of story elements that get your mind going, but mm-hmm. as a film, how they were able to make that work.
2: Yeah. No. Oh, you're talking about... Wait, now, are you talking about, like, how do they like how do, they do it thought-provoking? Or no, I mean, what's like, just thought-provoking? I think he's talking story, happen. but that uh-huh. movie, to me, uh-huh. on
0: both levels, uh-huh. it's got me in the moment, in the story, thinking, like, wow, yeah. what's happening here? You but know when, I'm like,
2: how did they... That makes sense, so... I think, oh, so one movie would be Inception. I was yeah, actually oh, think Inception. And That's for, so, Inception. Christopher Nolan, right? But yeah, I mean, he's, yeah. A, he's a great filmmaker, but that would be one of those things where like, hey so for Inception, like the end of it, like did the top fall over or not? Hey. Right? Are we going to solve it right now? I think it fell. I think it fell. I think it fell, but yeah. other people say no, it didn't. Right? Other people say no, it didn't. Because it wobbles
1: a bit, which it wobbles it only wobbles, wobbles when point. it
2: falls. But then other people are like, right. That's what I think when he too. spins it in the dream, it spins it, it, perfectly. It There's spins no wall. Spins long. and spins and spins and spins. Especially like when he when he opens up the little safe and he's still spinning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then it's also one of those things where it's like everybody's like, well, his children are like haven't grown up and they're wearing the same same clothes as in his dream. And it's like, well, they never really tell you how long he's been on the run. No. Maybe, maybe, he's only, maybe his kids are poor. Maybe he's been, yeah. But like maybe maybe he's only been on the run for <laughs> for a couple. I mean, they of don't months. have any parents, so maybe right? you got him
0: wear the same clothes right are. I mean
2: I don't remember them giving any sort of like there's really no timeline time line, like from the time he's had to run when his wife killed herself to the to the time he comes Spoiler to alert. right oh yeah right sorry <laughs> um I don't remember them I don't remember them saying it's been three years or ten well, years well they talk whatever. about how
1: Limbo is in a totally different timeline right Right, so regular,
2: just like it's just time. one of those things where I think the top ball fell over. Where I think he, you know. And I,
0: I agree yeah. with your assertion there because even though Christopher Nolan is playing, I think with us in that mm-hmm. moment, like it wobbled this or that. Mm-hmm. I think the story, if it spoke to you, should get, even if the even if he showed it at the end and the top never wobbled, right? You should still have an idea of whether or not you think that this it's is ball, reality. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, and I think the movie does a really good job. You know, in my opinion, I think it falls over. I do too.
2: Yeah, and let's not forget. I mean that. Wh- what's the basic premise of that story? It's a family story. It's a guy trying to get home to his kids. True. Right. If it doesn't fall, then he never gets home. And if it then doesn't fall, it never gets dark. home. Right. And so, like, I, he's doing everything he can using the knowledge that he has at hand and his abilities to get home to his kids. Yeah, I think it falls over. Me too. I think he's. Yeah, going I think to that's and, and the reasoning
0: is if you follow the story, yeah, I think the narrative leads you like that's the story. Right. I mean, so, the whole,
2: you're right. The whole movie is him trying to get home to his kids. Right.
0: So that to right? me makes sense. And I know Christopher Nolan is just kind of, he's playing with
2: us. He's, he's getting that thought-provoking. But he's, that's, yeah, that's, that's the whole point. Think, think about yeah. it. Right? I mean, that's the whole point. So yeah. Next
1: question. What movie do you wish you could see on the big screen that you never have? Ooh, that's a good one.
2: I don't know, man. Because I saw Die Hard on the big screen. Oh, you know. know what? what? Isn't that awesome? I did, yeah, a couple years ago. I went. Oh, I went over to the, was it's the to best, dude. Yeah. yeah, the ArcLight was shown on on um, on uh, the big screen. Um, gone with the Wind never saw it on the big screen. Oh, really? Uh, it does. It's, do it, does it, years. Years. Yeah, it does make. Yeah, I thought you would have gone. I, know, I but think I've they never, just had it like a little while. I know. Back. I've never been in town here in LA or go. like even growing up. Now I remember my dad saying every year when he was growing up, like my you know my dad also grew up in Atlanta every year and when they, he was in elementary school or middle school they would take a field trip to the to the theater to watch gone with the wind that's oh, really yeah
0: okay yeah, yeah no and yeah. there's some movies it just it just feels like if you if you get like for instance i i always like uh, Jurassic Park yeah it's i yeah. just felt i've just seen like it in the theater a couple the times it's had. just better on the big oh, screen oh that that
2: movie's yeah, yeah i've seen that on the big screen you know what another movie i would like to see on the big screen would be Apollo 13 I never mm. went to see that on the big screen. Yeah, I never did a, Yeah, I saw know, it on like, TV. I think yeah, the first time, yeah. but when I was little, yeah. Yeah, but those big, those big expansive movies are movies you want to see on on the big screen. Yeah, right. Star Wars. Yeah, I've never yeah. seen the original, like A New Hope. I have In episode four, five, and six. Yeah, I haven't seen them on seen them the big like screen. A million times yeah, time. I don't think yeah. I've seen them on the big screen. I'd like to go see those on the big screen because those are big space epic huge movies that you want to see on the big screen. Yeah, I saw Castaway on the big screen. Loved it. That's Okay. Okay. yeah, Yeah, yeah. Great movie on the big screen, you know? Yeah. Great movie on the small screen, too. But yeah, I think I think if I had to choose one, Gone with the Wind. Okay, yeah. cool. What's a movie <laughs> that
1: you'd recommend to show your grandparents?
2: Gone with the Wind. Wait, they've
1: already seen it. They've probably uh, already uh, seen that, like, Actually, Almost you know, like, what's a movie you okay. like
2: from today that, like, you know I've actually uh I've actually watched Gone with the Wind. Or not Gone With the Wind. Um uh Tommy Boy with my grandma. No. <laughs> man. She laughed. And yeah. how did it play? It played she well. She loved it. She thought nice. it was funny. I mean that's such a good fun clean goofy movie okay right? oh my god i always yes, love when he's out way. in the some, it, right he's out in the little boat on the Quit lake Weird yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's hilarious right uh, no but a, you know, right a movie a, mo- a more recent movie shoot i don't know get smart i think i think my grandmother would love get smart yeah um she would not like other house at all um although she's probably streamed it on amazon she probably like on our way out the door just hit it, put it on Amazon <laughs> and just like let it stream so we could get the view yeah. count you know um, which thank you grandma but um, everybody that's just another plug make sure right. you watch other that has, that. Other on my grandma watched it you should watch it it's on to. Prime <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> what's a
1: movie that inspires you as a producer Ooh, that's interesting so this one hey yeah, this is all you this is all you
2: that inspires me as a filmmaker. Yeah. Oh, can we go back to the to the previous question? What movie would I you know would I have my grandparents watch? Any of the Lethal Weapon movies, especially oh, the one. Oh, there right? you go. Know, okay. uh, the first is so good. Yeah, or, the, or any of the, Expendables movies. <laughs> also, the yeah, Expendables movies. Also, right? the Expendables movies, right? Those weapons. movies deliver. Sorry. Okay. What movie inspires me? Shoot, I don't know, man. Like, what's know. the one where
0: if you just if you see it, or even like, what's one that you just love the behind the scenes story of it? Where you're like, wow, I didn't know that. And it's fascinating. Like something that came up recently that I was... I don't know. I was actually like really interested in and watched the footage for was like on Kill Bill Volume 2, Mm -hmm. Uma Thurman like crashed her car. For some reason, I don't know exactly what it was, uh, Tarantino wanted her in the driver's seat, Mm -hmm. wanted her to drive this car and she did. But when you watch that footage, you're like, fuck, she was driving super fast and crashed. I guess to this day she still has neck problems and is not nah. as good of friends with Tarantino.
2: That's sure. <laughs> true. Yeah, I don't know what what movie inspires me to do what to like think or to like want to make be a movies. Filmmaker? Like,
1: is there a movie that like is there a movie that you see and you're like, that's exactly why I love movies. I want to make a movie like that that gives an audience that oh, feeling. Um, Gone with the Wind, <laughs> um,
2: Unforgiven. Oh, or even or even um, the Sons of Katie Elder, John Wayne movie, the okay. classic. Yep. I love that movie for for various reasons, but I think that's a great. It melds. Serious western with some comedic moments, which I think are just fantastic. I think that's yeah. I think that's well, it's interesting bit, you yeah. bring that up. And we it's were, a great story. We were talking
0: about some of those movies before. That's probably a movie I think that a lot of people casually haven't seen. That probably not. You would have to go it's from the specifically so, go. Yeah get that and be like, I'm going to watch it. Yeah.
2: It's, it's from the mid sixties. So probably not. It's one of those things where I was exposed to it at a young age, because my grandfather loved John That's Wayne. why you got to yep. show. That's why he loved John Wayne and he loved, uh, Clint Eastwood. Yeah, Sons of Katie Elder. And, and actually, that was uh, Sons of Katie Elder. It one of my dad's favorite movies, too. There you go. And yeah, it's, it's, I think it's a great film. Uh, Sons of Katie Elder. Like if I could if I could make a movie like that, I'd be like, yeah, okay. Because that's one of those... There That's one of those movies where you can take your grandparents to see it, and you can also take your kids to see it. Cool. Right? Because it speaks every, to every, everyone. It speaks to everyone. Everybody, everybody would, would love it. I like um, it. For different reasons. Is there a
1: movie that you wish that you could have been like a PA on the set or a fly on the wall when they are making it oh because goodness. you would have liked to see the actual uh, the process unfold
2: pretty much anything Clint Eastwood does okay. although I have some problems with some of his movies but he's such a great filmmaker he yeah. it's it's amazing did either of you yeah. see his new movie the Mule? the Mule The Mule Yeah. yeah. was it good? I, I yeah, didn't I catch that it. one yeah I liked it yeah, it was good I mean, he's it's good. not I mean, Clint Eastwood's a, best film, but it's not. not his movie. best film, and there's a few problems with it, obviously. But I mean, it's it's also just like he was one of those g- <clears throat> he's one of those guys. I'm just gonna tell you a story. Yeah. Like everybody remembers the controversy in American Sniper about the little yeah. like the little baby. Like, oh, it's not a real baby. Big fucking deal. Yeah. Right. Get over it. Sure. You know what I mean? Watch the story. Yeah. Listen to the story. Yeah. Focus on you the know? story. Yeah. And so, yeah, pretty much, I mean, like, I'm, gonna, I'm you're not going to name a specific movie. I would just say if I could work with Clint Eastwood, watch him, that would be great. You he's, know what I mean? Yeah.
0: yeah. And that may even actually be the more appropriate answer is like, who, who, not what. Not what. Yeah. Specifically. Yeah. Yeah. Who would you want to work with? He's a yeah. master of his yeah. craft. Yeah.
2: He is. And it's amazing
1: because he's only like a mediocre actor. Right. But he is a phenomenal yeah. director. Not right. Mediocre, maybe that's a little. Well, as in, but I mean, as an actor, he's very one note. True. And as a director, True. he's been incredibly versatile. Right. Okay. Which I just think that is, is kind of, uh, you know, it's, it's very interesting.
0: I don't want this podcast to be. We're not slamming fair. Clint Eastwood. Yeah, at all. No, I know Clint, you're not. This, this is the Clint. Clint Eastwood slam show. I no, 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 no. I like yeah. ripping me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Clint Eastwood. If Clint Eastwood has
2: Twitter, then I will cancel this show. He might. You better look that up. Ah. But no, I, I mean, I kind of I see where you're going there. Right. He's kind of you know like gotta find his that. acting. Is, he stays you know, in like the the a uh,
1: very you know
2: he stays in Clint Eastwood roles. He stays in his lanes when it I comes mean, to his acting. Like well, and that's probably because he knows what like that's what his audience wants to see him do. You know what I mean?
1: no I mean cause like even when you so, see like um, um whoa sorry
0: I typed in Clint like, and I saw a lot of Clinton stuff Glen
1: Torino Gran Torino right Terino, he yeah. still plays Clint Eastwood as like East an Clint, old yeah. crotchety yeah. Clint Eastwood yeah. like yeah. but it's the same character okay yeah. Yeah. so alright yeah. he does not so the sure? show goes, right. Right. We show
0: goes on. we have one more week. There anything. is a Clint Eastwood fan page, I'm sure and I'm... it just describes him as the man. So,
1: two part question for you: Kurt. the man, the myth, and the. What's a movie the man. that you hope they never remake? Roadhouse. And what's a movie you hope they do? remake <laughs> Also, Roadhouse. <laughs> well, that, that's easy. The paradox of Roadhouse. I know
2: one movie that I hope they never remake: Gone with the Wind. Although they made a sequel called Scarlet with uh, Timothy the which Dalton, was pretty which awful, was stupid. Yeah, nice. they should never. They should never try and make, remake Gone with the Wind. They should. Uh, they remade The Shining. No way. Yeah, they made it into a TV movie.
0: Yeah, look at that. that. All right, yeah. now I'm sad. Right,
2: but I never saw it. But yeah, well, I mean, like Gone with the Wind. I mean, you know, I'm being biased. Pretty much, I mean, and you know, I know Jeff Bridges won, uh, or you know, he did redid um, True Grit. Okay. But, I was, yeah, like, wasn't a, big I fan, wasn't a fan of that version. I, I like the, the original. Yeah, that yeah, was okay. Yeah, but um no, I, I, yeah. If they try if they tried to remake Gone with the Wind. I, I don't know. I would quit the film industry. Also. Okay. <laughs> now, <laughs> I don't know. What movie yeah.
1: do you think has the best acting you've ever seen? Oh, that's like I wanted you to really watch Ooh, this, this from an like from as a that's producer. Deep. What's a movie that you watch and you're like, I, I just I like the chemistry between these actors. I like the performance.
2: yeah Sounds of the Lambs. Okay, all right. Yeah, that's though, that's a, I mean, I mean, what he was on legendary screen, legendary performances, right? right? What he was on screen for about twenty minutes, and he still, still yeah, won, show, still yeah. won the Oscar for best actor. I mean, he brings a right? lot. I mean, that's 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 like it's one of those
1: things when he is on screen, you're just like captivated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and that's just the <laughs> but best that's
2: no, heard. that's great. I think yeah, you know, that yeah. You know, um, you're gonna hate me for saying this, but the movie Deliverance. Have you ever seen that movie? Yeah, with, with Burt Reynolds. I have, yeah, I have not. Some great acting in that movie yeah yeah. that's uh wasn't that um late 70s is burt reynolds and and, um john voight uh that's that movie has really good acting and and people forget that you know that burt reynolds was i mean he was the when he made that movie he was like the top star in hollywood yeah you know but that movie has some really great acting in it yeah Uh, i really like that movie that's another movie i I hope they don't remake for various reasons but it's you know that's 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 a really good movie yeah Yeah. last question Oh,
1: what movie really pisses you off?
2: A movie called Fracture with uh, <laughs> Ryan Gosling and uh, Anthony Hopkins. I have not seen that. So Anthony it's... Hopkins is in some of your favorite movies. I mean, it's kind yeah, yeah, of great actor. It's strange,
0: though, that now that you've said that, I kind of want to see it. You
2: should watch it. Well, I mean, it's a great... The... I don't want to give away the ending, but the end, like, literally the last scene pisses me off. Okay. The last scene for me is just like ruined the whole movie. Gotcha. For me.
0: You know what movie just... I. It, it really upset me as I watched it was the happening. I did not like. Oh it.
2: yeah, I never saw that. It's I not good.
0: That. Yeah. It really bothered me to the extent that they just kept making the movie.
2: Yeah. I never saw it, but uh, yeah, like I got more yeah.
0: upset the more I watched.
2: <laughs> not a fan. That's one. Yeah. There's there's movies out there. You're like, what the yeah like
0: yeah. it starts off with a cool premise then i'm like eh, you know i'm not really feeling it mm-hmm. but part of me like as they go i'm like i like did you guys make this out of like an obligation to finish it or they may have they may have sometimes they may have because i'm like yeah. I, I don't know like i just can't imagine you guys did a test screening of this and you're like that's that's it this, this is, is it. it yeah this is amazing yeah, yeah, yeah i'm like yeah, no yeah. you had to be yeah. like
2: this probably shouldn't be released good point yeah. there's so many movies out there like that and you're like you're thinking like what the hell they got money to make that yeah it's Sharknado. gotta be inspiring Sharknado as a I have not as seen as a this. producer I right? haven't seen it either no it's not it's very disheartening no cause you should think
1: that you can definitely get money from someone you just gotta shake down the right guy well Listen, that's the thing I'm it's not like, gonna why lie money to make I that movie? totally right? love there's nothing better than like a late like Thursday night you just crack a beer and throw on Sharknado like which it one? totally delivers I've never done that all which one of them?
2: Like, like, they're all just like awesomely bad. sharknado 900 or i mean i don't even know what <laughs> and number i feel like i will never do
0: that on a tuesday but if i ever <laughs> on a thursday on a thursday what do i do could, you know, right yeah, hey, sharknado. yeah sharknado. I mean, i'm sure you can find it
2: i'm sure it's somewhere like <laughs> on netflix or amazon hey, listen, now me. hey if you can't find a sharknado go watch other apps on amazon <laughs> there you go <laughs> um i'm sorry Kurt, hey, thank you for coming on yeah, yes, thank for you by me. so much fun. now
1: yeah. uh you give any shout outs anyone you got a Got a plug here, or, or else they're gonna like disown to you, or anything. No one's
2: go gonna. No one's. No. Other. Go watch other halves. I think I plugged that one. Okay.
1: Last question. How can our audience connect with you on social media, or if they have questions or want
2: to trash uh, you for your? Give out to your fracture. personal phone number. Though. What's your? Yeah, what's it's, what's it's, the best way to contact you? Twitter. <laughs> hang on one second. Facebook. Let me let me me get my phone number out of my contact. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. I'm, you know what? I'm actually not on social media. At, at all, that. I take it back. I'm on Twitter, but anonymously on Twitter. Do you, you have an email or a PO box? Yeah. You. How about, how about this audience? If you want, please to write me, them a letter. If, if you want, to, if you want to contact me, contact these guys. Contact Christian and Dustin, they and they can put us in, in, in the contact. Um, yeah, you can. You yeah. Can follow no, me. I'm, I'm on LinkedIn. Kurt Chatham. Um, okay. Are you on okay. IMDb? I have an IMDb page, yeah. I'm on Instagram, but I hardly ever post anything. Mm-hmm. And I just don't like Facebook, so I'm not on Facebook. Yeah, I actually rather talk to people in person than talk to my computer. You can find Kurt on LinkedIn, uh, and you
1: can also find his movie on Amazon uh, Prime. Amazon Prime. Other apps on Yeah. Awesome. Dude, thank yeah. you so much for coming yeah, out. No really problem. Yeah, I really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, no problem. Had fun. This is a good great. time, and just thanks for letting us pick your brain sounds good as far as everybody else we hope you like the episode if you got any questions or feedback or you know want to trash either of us for our lack of movie knowledge
0: here then uh you know where to do it i'm at any five and all your social media needs i'm at big kid man and uh, be sure to subscribe to the show on itunes and google play thank you so much for listening hope you guys enjoyed the show